Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Wait, did um, you kick out your other roommate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Really? Yeah, you gave, wait, gave it the old dumb and wait, change, what? boys. <laughs> I assume they were leaving for their own reasons. This no. was not a. <laughs> uh, was this like they went into free agency and you decided not to resign? <laughs> yeah, them, what it sounded or like. Was yeah. this yeah, like it was, a termination? It was, it was more of an RFA thing where, like, I don't know. There's kind of an expectation of being resigned, but also like it's not unheard of that that they just let somebody walk in RFA. So did like. So did someone like tender like a like a qualifying offer or anything? Or? Uh, no, I think she's uh, she's headed uh, to, to the, the streets to the KHL. <laughs> she's, she's not even the A. She's huh? going to not Russia now. We're <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brews and Bruins podcast, episode 39, the Norm Foster slash, no, well, yeah, the Norm Foster, <laughs> Lou Crawford, and Matt Glennon episode of Brews and Bruins. <laughs> I meant to say just Lou Crawford and Matt Glennon because I don't know who they are, but they both wore that number in 1992. I assume it wasn't at the same time. Something fishy happened. We'll see. We'll, we'll dig into I it. I believe it's actually clean on. We have on. nothing else to talk about. <laughs> We we got hockey to talk about. Uh, we got we got a little bit of hockey to talk about. Uh, yeah, we got we got Chris, Cam, and myself. Just the the three amigos back at it again. Three Musketeers. Is someone to start talking, please. Okay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Cam. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. It's still muted there. Sorry. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> you were you, you were muted. you definitely weren't muted. <laughs> There we go. It showed the blinking light like I was muted, so whatever. Are you talking about what you're drinking already. about, or do you want me to do that? Are we talking about what we're drinking about? Yeah, why, what are we drinking why, about, why do you drink? <laughs> I want you guys, let's get real here. Why do you drink? You know, what's the what's the core root of the problem here? What are you trying to forget? Oh, uh, ooh, uh, 2020. Yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to work off that Nola Charlie trip, but, you know, it's just me. I don't think it's just me. I think it's everyone. Yeah. Hi, Cam's roommate. Hi, Cam's roommate. <laughs> Caught him going up the stairs. Uh, all, all right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll lead it off with the with the. Uh, Thank you. We got a <laughs> big bottle guy over here. All right. Yeah, we're getting we're getting aggressive. Uh, I got the Kona longboard lager. I like those. Those are good. Yeah. Ooh, that's a spooky little uh, thing you got going on there too. A little koozie. Yeah, spooky koozie. Um, spooky koozie. It's uh, it's highly drinkable. Going going thirty four for drinkability. Um, taste, you, you, I, you, I guess you can taste it. You could sort of taste it. Uh, twelve. 
All right. I respect mm-hmm. that. Uh, I'm drinking, or about to, let's see here, a Crush Puppy from Lone Pine Brewing Company right here in Portland. I just got back from there about 10 minutes ago now. It is a Lemon Lime Fruited Session Ale. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, so let's give it a go. Hmm. Different. Different than I expected, but good. Mm. Drinkability, pretty high. Uh, it's a lighter, it's crispy with lemon lime. Kind of expect that. You can definitely crush quite a few of these. It's not like overpowering or sour or anything. It's just Ooh, got that crisp getting crispy out here. Oh, I'm always crispy, boys. Uh, also, crispy. only 4.2%, so you can definitely slug quite a few of them without putting yourself into a bag. Oh. Depending on who you are, of course. Everyone, please drink responsibly out there. Um, but yeah, it's got some the light notes of, uh, of the lemon and lime. Nothing <clears> overpowering, <throat> but definitely drinkable. Uh, taste... I would say it's more notes of lemon and lime. It definitely doesn't overpower. So uh, I'm going to give it probably a 28 for drinkability and uh, maybe like a, a 9 or 10 for taste. Light, definitely crisp, enjoyable. A good, like, beach beer, which is why I'm drinking it on this very cold November day. Yeah. Nice. San Diego state um, of mind over here. Oh, it must be nice. <laughs> I got a uh, a tubular. IPA. I think I. Oh no! I think I think I tubular, featured the uh, totally tubular. Tubular. I think I uh, featured the totally tubular, which is like their so uh, double only, IPA, only partially tubular. Yeah, was you got rid of you wanted to be less tubular, like the semi. This is right. It's from uh, you couldn't it's handle like a the tubularness. Pipe. Yeah, <laughs> it's a half pipe, not a full pipe. So I'm gonna try to. Uh, like introduce this beer now so i got a tubular <laughs> ipa <laughs> um from orono brewing company uh who are really like i've seen a lot they're in orono which is where you mains like main campuses where the hockey team is and everything um Go black and they're actually getting pretty big they're starting to ship like to a lot of different mass outlets now. I was going to say, actually, like I didn't know huge. they are in mass. I've seen them around here in Portland, of course, but I didn't know they got down into, like, southern New England, so that's pretty cool for them. So we we usually, when I've had their beers, because we have, like, my family has a place in Maine, we'll find it there and get it, but apparently they're starting to, like, supply uh, package stores and uh, packies in, in mass now, so that's big for, like small breweries you know in maine or new hampshire or wherever to get into like the boston market that's huge for them so kudos to them and it's a great beer i said before sipping because i've had one before. <laughs> um, how dare you so debut it on the pie okay so taste you can taste it but it's not super strong like there's some hoppiness there but i'm gonna give it a I'm probably going to give it about a 22 out of 37. And then uh, in terms of uh, drinkability, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's 7.2%, but it feels rather light. It's going to be kind of dangerous, I think. <laughs> so I'm going to give drinkability about a 30. Hey, pretty solid. Don't get too squirrely. Yeah. I definitely, I'm definitely going to crush this pretty quick. Squirrely Dan. All right. Big Bruins news. I think we'll just start off with this. Jake DeBrusque, re-signed. Yeah. Cam's showing his phone. I don't know why. Uh, we got our. We got our. We always get our weekly uh, podcast update for like while we're recording, and it was a good week for us Ooh, guys. Good job. No, it was a good week. Oh, I don't a very see impressive it. Week. My phone's like, like kind of doubled our viewership right from now. last week, so that's pretty good. 
Oh fuck! Which yeah, I think also says cool something. Way. Which also says something about our viewership. I think. <laughs> anyway, not to gloat on the pod. But hopefully, we can cut this out. Drew or I will maybe do that, depending on who does it. <laughs> oh no, we're not. Um, we're not going to. Yeah, um, you know, fuck us. But we're yeah, the best. come at us. Everybody really JKD. loved that episode with uh, Jess and Nick. Like shouts yeah. to shouts to the people. Yeah. It's probably just their fans. I, I'm very I'm very surprised because it was an episode that was entirely based upon something the listener can't see while they're listening mm-hmm. unless they like go out of their way to. We so. to- we told them pull it up. It's just a tweet. And from also, the NHL. To be yeah, fair, but I feel like a lot of people listen to podcasts like while they're doing something else. Like I don't I don't know I I don't sit in front okay, of my computer like, everyone... and just like stare at it. Okay, but t- today I listened to a podcast that was talking about the the jerseys as well and like i've seen them all so like i i know i feel yeah, like no, no, i feel there's like most people well. who listened either have seen it or like got deep enough into the podcast to be like oh yeah i'm not gonna be able to enjoy this without having seen them and then looked at them or just decided not to listen to the podcast <laughs> you're probably gonna probably stop that after i'm not again. gonna be able to enjoy this but yeah <laughs> again it's the hate listeners but we so love you too so so we're wondering how you listened to episode 38 of Bruce and Bruins. So add us on Twitter <laughs> at Bruce and yeah, Bruins. Yeah, but only, and let only us know in what fleets, you were though. Doing. Only add us in a fleet. We're fleet, we're fleet guys now. <laughs> only in a fleet. Wait, so uh, my, we'll, we'll, my other podcast had uh, one eleventh of the listens that we had. So uh, no, it wasn't ballot. It was Fairweather fans. Um, shout out the other other podcast. Shouts to shouts to Fairweather fans. Um, yeah, go go listen to Fairweather fans and ballot. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so Jake DeBrusque, <laughs> Drew brought it up, and then we just yeah, harshly so, pushed it aside. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll jump uh, in Jakey with some initial G. thoughts. Yeah. Jakey D. I think it's a decent contract. I mean, for me, uh, DeBrusque is like one of those players that I still kind of view as like a prospect in a fucked up way, even though he's been in the league for you know a few years now. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, he's he's a, he's a, a valuable player way. to this team. Um, I I think we need to, you know, anybody who thinks that he's going to be a David Posternock, I think at this point we can all recognize it's not going to happen. But I also think a lot of people kind of take that a little too far and be like, oh, he was a first-round pick. He's not going to butt into this NHL star. Let's trade him. I think it's okay to recognize that, yeah, he's never going to be David Posternock or, you know, he's not going to put up 100 points a season. But that doesn't mean he's not a valuable middle six guy. And he has been that for the Bruins. He has been obviously very streaky, which I think is something that hopefully will change with more experience in the league. But I don't think, you know, I think a lot of people are willing to write him off because he's not a superstar or it has that superstar potential. But I think, especially given what we're paying him here and what he's done to that team. I mean, we talk a lot about, we've, we've mentioned it a lot on this podcast because we simper David Krejci just way too hard. Um, I think probably an appropriate amount, actually, but... We talk about, you know, David Krejci's had this rotating cast of wings and blah, blah, blah. Well, Jake DeBrusque has been pretty solidly planted on that left side for quite a while now. And while they still have that right wing opening, it has been inconsistent. That does affect DeBrusque too. Maybe not as much gotcha. as Krejci. But, gotcha. And yeah, hopefully they have the answer now. And I, I do like a lot of what I saw from that line toward the end of last season. But, again, I, I just feel like a lot of people, like, the notion that he was the first overall pick. Or not first overall, sorry. First round pick, rather. And part of That'd that, be pretty tough that if he like, was the first overall. yeah, no, if he was the first overall pick, I'd be disappointed. But a first round pick and part of that like infamous 2015 draft, which like, you know, they could have taken Matt Barzell, blah blah blah. I mean, you, hindsight's 2020, right? But I, it should be better than 2020, actually. Yeah, for real. 
But I, I just feel like a lot of people are very, like, quick to be like, oh, he was a first-round pick and he's not a superstar. We should trade him for, like, Matt Bars, which isn't going to happen. You know what I mean? But I think it's like, acceptable to be like, hey, he's a solid player. He can plug in, you know, maybe not consistently throughout the course of a season, but you, you pretty much know what you're going to get from him in this, at this point, and he still has room to grow. So, personally, for me, I, you're not overpaying for him. I, I don't hate the deal. I like it. Yeah, to clarify, it's a... It's a two-year deal, uh, 3.675 <laughs> Probably should have mentioned that. but <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, that's somewhere in the range of what we were talking about. I think uh, the I, I'd have to look at, like, Spot Tracker Cap Friendly or something and see, like, how the contracts line up in, in terms of RFAs and if they plotted that so that it comes up at the right time. But um, I think I would have liked maybe, like, a year more on on that just to one more year yeah like that that low (laughs) cap hit um i mean it's relatively low we'll say like more paying debrusque for what he's done than what he's capable of um Mm -hmm. than the other way around but there's definitely there's definitely like a little bit of room there for like paying him for his potential so yeah i mean it's it's a good deal for both sides and i think advantage to debrusque given that like he has a chance to like really cash out in a couple years um so just to add he's not taking yeah to add some more context to that i did pull up cap friendly here for you um so he will be a restricted free agent after the 2022-23 season uh patrice bergeron will be a ufa then um i don't know we're speculating big time here i wouldn't be too worried about bergeron going anywhere Charlie McAvoy will be a restricted free agent, and Jeremy Lausan will be the only other current NHLer uh, who will be Lausan. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's that's one way to Lausan. Lausan. Jeremy Lausan. Sorry, uh, lasagna. Lasagna. The lasagna. lasagna. We, we named an episode. Um, you, <laughs> all right. Sorry pasta, for trying to help, guys. You know what? I'll just fuck myself over here. All right. Cam, how was the fucking brewery, bro? Yeah, Cam's, was, Cam's, was pretty Cam's coming off a heater. Like. No, I had <laughs> I had two beers. Relax. <laughs> uh, how many twelve uh, percent beers did you have? <laughs> I had, well, I had two beers and eight shots. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, Didn't like I think anything. Bergeron's not going anywhere. Uh, Charlie McAvoy also is not going anywhere, but. That is three relatively potentially expensive contracts you have to pay, or well, maybe two. I wouldn't necessarily call. I'm um, guessing Bergeron would probably be uh, somewhat of a like maybe static uh, pay or yeah. lower based on he, well, he's going to be thirty thirty seven, I think. Which thirty seven at that number. Ooh, but, um, I mean, yeah, you're only. I mean, look, r- right now you're only paying him six point eight, which is better than what you should be paying Patrice Bergeron. And it's only going to go down from here, I would imagine, at this point. So McAvoy is going to be the big paycheck, but even he is still a restricted free agent, so it's not like he's hitting a UFA marker where you have to throw a huge paycheck at him right away. He's going to be worth a lot, but you know, I, I, unless Jake DeBrus suddenly turns into something that I don't think any of us are expecting him to turn into anytime soon, you know, he's probably not going to be overly expensive that year anyway. We'll see. Obviously, we're speculating, but it's not like you have a million people to pay that season. Yeah, I mean McAvoy, you got to pay him to make sure no one else. Yeah, exactly. You don't want uh, anybody swooping in there. But <laughs> it's not like he's jumping right into a UFA market either, though. You have a little bit more time to at least figure out and settle on something. Obviously, with restricted free agents, but 
yeah, so my, my last word on DeBrusque is um, what he's getting paid is less than, far less than the average second line left winger. So, like, good deal, but he's also got to play like a second line left winger. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, after your last word on DeBrusque, I'll, I'll say my first word on DeBrusque. <laughs> that's, I, that's why I said last word on DeBrusque. I wanted to make sure that you got, you got your chance to talk. Because I know uh, well, thank Cam, you. Cam's been I have nothing else to add. No, I'm <laughs> um, so, uh, going back to something Cam said like seven years ago, it feels like now. Um, not, not really. Um, yeah, like he's a. A lot of fans do kind of think of the way, like, yeah, he was a first round pick, and so why isn't he the superstar? And it doesn't happen that way. With a lot of first round picks, it doesn't happen that they're superstars. If you get. Someone like DeBrusque and he meets his potential and he's like a solid second line winger throughout his career, then that's a great first round pick. Like that's what you want to like. That's what you kind of ask out of it. Unless you got one of the top five picks and you're banking on a franchise player there, you know, getting a top six forward is awesome in the first round. Um, and yeah, I think that I think the contract makes sense. I believe we had kind of all settled on like somewhere like around 3.5 or like something yeah. like that like between three and four somewhere so i mean you know matches up there um yeah and i think it's pretty safe it i would you know if i'm the bruins i would definitely want longer i definitely want a third year um but i think it makes sense for debrusque's camp to not want that third year because he really sees this as like okay this is where i meet my potential this is where i prove myself and then get a big payday on the other end of it so um I think it's good and it's low risk because, like, you know, if it doesn't pan out, Bruins could trade him or just not resign him and, you yeah, know, yeah, they, I mean, move on from there. Worst case scenario is obviously he doesn't play well um, and that contract's over in two years. Uh, and it's hard to say, like, you're wasting $3.7 million on a on a guy for two years. Like, we know he's going to play at least to some level. Uh, well, I guess worst case scenario gets injured, but, like let's hope that doesn't happen um and then like bad case scenario i guess like next worst case scenario is he fucking lights it up for two years and the bruins have to worry about paying him a shit ton of money and like okay then you got two great years of hockey for an underpaid guy and i think that's it's not a problem yeah <laughs> yeah it's not that's not a, a problem that i would be pretty happy to have if i were the bruins yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah, I mean, I, I think, yep. Chris, your point, like, he definitely, you're paying him for what he has done and not for what he could be, which I think is good. I think, kind of like Drew said, like, he's he's fighting for another contract for that big payday. I think a lot of people kind of saw him doing that the last, for this most recent contract, where it was like, hey, he's got, really got a chance to prove himself. He's been good, but he hasn't, you know, there's no reason to throw a ton of money at him either. So I think this probably is his, I don't want to say last chance, but... This is where he really has the opportunity to step in to like make a big payday. So give him the shot. I think with what you're throwing at him, you're like like Drew said, it's low risk and you know not huge reward or anything, but relatively high reward. He he can produce, and you know we know what he's capable of when he's on his game. It's just a matter of whether or not he can reach that. Yeah, and uh, it was it was like the the whole he and Anders Bjork coming up at the same time kind of deal. Um, Anders Bjork obviously getting a a much smaller cap it because he's proven a lot less but you know the a lot of that kind of injury related and we'll see uh both those guys looking to play a much bigger part in this year's uh 
especially after the Bruins haven't really done much in free agency. Um, but Drew, unless you got something else like specific you wanted to move on to, I wanted to talk about uh, Sergachev, something uh, Connor Ryan has mentioned. Sergey uh, Chev. Our, our, our buddy Connor Ryan, and I guess uh, Dom Lucizin, I forget how to actually pronounce that name, but uh, from The Athletic was talking about uh, he doesn't write a lot of articles about what specific teams should do specifically, but uh, he wrote a whole ass article about the Bruins should make a qualifying offer for uh, Mikhail Sergachev, who is kind of, he's an RFA right now. Um, and defenseman on Tampa for those who don't. Yeah, know. he's, uh, he kind of has those underlying numbers of a guy who could legitimately be a, a top pairing defenseman, but he hasn't really been put in the position where he's needed to be because, you know, Victor Hedman's up there on the top pairing. Also, and you got Ryan McDonough on the second pairing. Um, but from the <clears throat> limited amount of playing time, he's shown that he can be at least a Tory Krug type guy. Yeah. And and very young too. He's only he was twenty one this year, so he's twenty not he's 22, uh, yeah. Not like a And he's got more size than Krug too, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for the Bruins fans that that matters a whole lot. <laughs> so most Bruins fans, a uh, former ninth overall pick. So top ten. How many pick. penalty minutes does he have? That's what they should really be looking at. <laughs> yeah, what's his what, what's his Pims looking like, boys? <laughs> yeah, oh, 58 Pims last year, boys. Hey oh. Oh, 58 Pims. 58 Pims. What's going on? How's your bag? He's spending some time in the sin bin there, eh? <laughs> Oh, a couple of days in the sin bin there, boys. Gritty guy. <laughs> Yeah, so so what I like about this is, uh, I mean, Connor brought it up like a while back, I guess, and but uh, Dom maybe like a little bit more of a footprint in the hockey world, so a lot of people were talking about it uh, past couple of days. But uh, what Dom was writing about was how it's kind of like a win-win for the Bruins offering a qualifying offer or a offer sheet, I guess, qualifying offers baseball, um, and it. Basically, since Tampa's so cap strapped, if the Bruins can offer him, it, since they have signed DeBrusque, they need to figure out a way to get John Moore and or Kevin Miller off their books, or find a way to get some money out of there so that they can offer Sergachev a six point five ish million, um, and. If, if they can do that, uh, it'll put Tampa in a real weird position where they either need to match and they become cap-fucked, um, or they need to... <laughs> That's a very big emphasis. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, cap-fucked! They, they, they have... So, Sorelli's an RFA, and they, they still gotta... They still have to sign a bunch of dudes. They're, like, over the cap already. Um and they they got to figure out what they're doing with their uh, with everybody. Um, and so if the Bru like there's this unwritten rule in hockey where you don't make qualifying offers, basically, uh, or God, just, offer just sheets. fuck any unwritten <laughs> um, rule. That's the reason it's not fucking written. Like <laughs> you don't do it. You know, let's go for it. What are we waiting on? Cam is your audio. What? The fuck just <laughs> what? what the fuck just happened? Wait, what? 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 I hope that got recorded too. 
Oh, man. Yeah, your audio got real funky. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a little weird. Hold on. Let me you, show no, the story. You sound okay now. Okay, yeah. No, it's good now. It's right. good no, now. I just want to make sure it's just then. It was too. probably... Um, no, my uh, point was, was just probably, like, uh, fuck unwritten uh, rules was my point. Like, there's a reason they're not written. It's because they're fucking bullshit. So go for it. You know, like... Yeah, so the, so the Canadians offered for Aho, but it was like a, a really low offer, basically. And kind of weirdly allowed the hurricanes to to match probably lower than what he would have gotten paid anyway. <laughs> yeah because like, um, aho aho signed it i guess I, I mean yeah that's that's the other thing is circuit has to sign it like if, mm-hmm. if he doesn't want to play for the bruins I'm like whatever this is all moot but um i i think I, I, he would that'd probably. be a really cool thing to do because you're fucking over a division rival if uh, basically either way uh yeah and i think those are the types of strategic moves that nhl gms should like actually do mm-hmm. um rather than talk about just spending a whole bunch of money in free agency which uh, i appreciate that don sweeney and cam neely didn't really do that this offseason i know a lot of people really wanted them to pick up some some big name free agents but uh a lot of the numbers pointing at guys like mike hoffman who i believe is still a free agent um, as like a, a mistake to, to make those signings. And I mean, in the past, most of the Bruins big issues have been, oh man, what do we do now? Cause we have no cap space because we signed all of these shitty players. <laughs> we signed David back and there for was $20 billion. There was reason. no one else on the market. And we need, felt this need to replace uh, a guy that we just lost who also turned out to be shitty. Turns out you don't need to do that most of the time. Um, uh, apparently. It, it just reminded me of something, Cam, where you said uh, about back is I was like drunk at a Bruins game, and I think I was like just twenty one, so it was one of my first times like actually getting drunk at a Bruins game. Um, not like, no, nah, never mind. I didn't sneak like sips of my dad's uh, during Bruins games when I was underage. Never mind. Um, anyway, nah, no cops, no cops <laughs> listening. At one point, yeah, you know the Bruins are listening to this right now. <laughs> Jake Dabrowski is listening to this right now. Um, and so, but I like yelled, I think I yelled like 6 billion instead of million. It was like, back has made like a shit play. And I was like, $6 billion for this. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was like, what? <laughs> oh no! Oh I was no! Like, oh god! Okay, all right. Don't get me another beer. <laughs> I'm good. Oh man! Uh, yeah, yeah. Could, go ahead. Sorry. You could buy all yeah. of the Boston sports teams for that. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just was I pulled up his uh, hockey reference page. I knew he was big. I didn't realize he was six three. He's bigger than I thought. I thought he was like six foot six one. Um, but, oh, we talking yeah, Sergeyev? Sergeyev? Yeah, he's a yeah, he's, he's, he's a tall a big, boy. He's a big boy. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, scrawny. Yeah, he's not well, not thick. scrawny, but yeah, <laughs> he's a I'm hockey not, player. Yeah, he's, he's not he's, scrawny. He's not thick. We'll we'll say that he's not hockey. <laughs> he's not a thick boy. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, he's like a two I definitely think it's worth type. doing. Like, like Chris had said, pretty much, it's it's a win win. You either get a really good player or you fuck over your pretty much biggest divisional rival. Sorry, Toronto, you're just not relevant enough. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and and force them to hopefully overpay for a player that they were going to pay. Anyway, so send it. Why not? Send it. 
if we want to talk more Hashtag hockey stuff, send it. Uh, did you guys? I know we we always like to get angry at these NHL uh, network lists, but Ooh. they actually had yeah, they no, but they actually the the first of all the fan list for goaltenders was fucking horrible. And anyone anyone who voted yeah. in that deserves to be yeeted into the sun. Uh, if if they if anything about their rankings looked like what ended up as the final ranking, but their final one actually I think was very respectable for goaltenders. It had Rask at number two, um, behind with Veleski, uh, Rask, Hellebuck, like, right? Yeah, it was Vasilevsky, then Rask, then I believe it was Connor Hellebuck third, which I think is a pretty actual respectable ranking. Um, and it also yeah. goes to show you how fucking off the rails Bruins fans are. <laughs> about Tugaras mm-hmm. being bad, which I mean, I, we've we've you know fucking said this argument a bajillion times, seven seven billion times, Drew, or whatever the fuck it is, but uh, six billion, I don't know, whatever. But uh, six billion. Why do you not appreciate the goaltender? Who again? I tweeted this this week, not to make this a podcast about our tweets at Chris Gear, but uh, hey. this is literally once again the goaltender who was tied for the highest save percentage of all fucking time in the regular season. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, like what are we what are we doing here? I'm trying to find this fucking goalie ranking. I am too. I think they tweeted it out. I think that might be the fastest way to just go on Twitter here. It was what, NHL.com? Yeah. Uh was it NHL.com or it might have been NHL Network. I think it was NHL Network. Okay. It was NHL Network. Which is NHL.com as well. <laughs> kind of, kind of are, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It would be on both like mm. sources. Uh, all right, NHL Network. Oh, here we go. NHL Network top. If you just search NHL Network on Twitter, it's the top tweet. Top 10 oh, goalies. Okay. Well, then why isn't it the top tweet when I search NHL Network goalie? Because <laughs> they have some shitty SEO or something. I don't know. Um, here it is. The full list. Number 10. Anton Kudobin, number nine, Jacob Markstrom, number eight, Robin Leonard, number seven, Darcy Kemper, number six, Carey Price, number five, Jordan Bennington, which is a joke, number four, Ben Bishop, three, Connor Hellebuck, two, Tuka Rask, and number one, Andre Vasilevsky. I like that list for the most part, but Jordan Bennington is 100% overrated at number five. He should not be there, if you're asking me. Yeah, I got some small-ish issues with it. Um, let's see. Just because I brought it up and while you pull up any necessary stats, Jordan Bennington, like, not trying to shit on him and or be like, oh, he beat the Bruins, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he wasn't that good. He had a 9-12 save percentage, 256 goals against last year. Wasn't particularly impressive. Oh, no. Jordan Bennington mean? was only good for a... A short period yeah, of time. He had an eight fifty one save percentage in the playoffs. Sick. Like that's a yeah. it's a real real bad. Um, why is this? I will say I think they got the top three for the most part right. I think Vasilevsky, Rask, and Hellebuck is going to be kind of depends on the season. But I would say I would I mean, obviously I would flip Vasilevsky and Hellebuck. Yeah, that was my thought. Um, I, I would think it would be Hellebuck one, Rast two, Vasilevsky three. But I think the top three is correct. And if Vasilevsky was better I, next season, I wouldn't be particularly surprised. I just think right now, after the season Hellebuck had, it's hard to not list him as the top goal in the league. Yeah, and I have no issue with Bishop at four. Um, I think Kemper probably. I do. No, it's a lie. 
I, I think Kemper's <laughs> probably better than Carey yeah. Price at this I think point, but also hurt. Kemper hasn't really. Yeah, was, he hasn't really proven he can stay healthy, so that's kind of an issue. Yeah, I also think like like Arizona did a lot of the dual goalies shit, so you're gonna get penalized for that, which I don't think is necessarily fair. As well, both of the Dallas Stars goalies yeah, are on this that's, list. So. That's true though, so I guess I'll give you that. But I think it's as far as like making a top three, four, it's gonna be hard to do that when you're splitting time as much as they do. Although then again, Tukarask and and Yaroslav Halak split a lot of time too, so maybe maybe not. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, have much to say. On it's not. It's not a terrible list. I just uh, Carey Price is probably past it at this point, but um, it'd be interesting to see what he can do if he has like an actual defense. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of hard with the Canadians, but yeah. Um, uh, I I feel like Carter Hart should be on this list, so like maybe Jordan Bennington get yeah. the fuck out of here. I, I know they did. Uh, they released like a. Almost made the rankings, and, and he was on there, but I agree. I think Bennington was way... I, I would rather... If I'm an NHL team, I would way rather have Carter Hart than Jordan Bennington at this point. Oh, for sure. Not even close. Yes. Yeah. And, and and part of that is from... Fuck yeah. You know, how they both played. Like, again, Bennington seriously regressed last season, and Carter Hart's so fucking young. Like, if for, to have a goalie who's that promising at that age is so rare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, how old how is he? 20? I want to say he's twenty. Is or Carter Hart like twenty? Check. Hold on. I I think twenty. Yeah. Unless he recently turned twenty-one. Hold on. Let's see. Hopefully. I hate the fact that there's just players that are younger than me now doing this shit. It's just like I know you're probably a little more used to it now, Chris. But... Oh, I'm very. I'm I'm at the point where it's. I'm at the point where it's surprising that like, there's a. There are hockey players that are my age that are still like good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's weird because I just like my whole childhood, you know, looked up to these players and stuff. Even when they were like twenty one or something, they seemed like you know just superheroes, like fucking just like I think it's kind of funny, like you know, when you're little, like someone in middle school seems like an adult, like they just seem so much older. So it's just kind of weird now being the same age as some of these NHL superstars and being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, um, most players in the NHL are younger than me, so yeah, it's it's a little weird. Um, I'm I'm at the point where like in a fantasy baseball league like dynasty league, uh, I won't even consider rostering somebody who's 30 years old. So. Mm. Oh yeah, in a in a dynasty league where you're it's keeps, right? Keeper league basically. Yep. No. Drew, what I wanted to talk about was the uh divisions uh that yeah. were proposed. Yeah, go for it. I I die. I'll be honest, haven't seen them yet, so I lay them on me. I pulled it up. So, uh we got the Canada division. Uh, which is the Flames, Oilers, Canadians, Senators, Maple Leafs, Canucks, and Jets, which you probably already know if you pay attention to hockey. Um, the Canadian got, teams, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got the West Division, which is the Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Stars, Kings, Wild, Sharks, and Knights. Uh, we got the Central, which is the Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Panthers, Predators, Penguins, Blues, and Lightning. And then we got the East. Which is the Bruins, Sabres, Hurricanes, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, and Caps. 
and to me that just looks like the devil's looking around and being like fuck yeah that's kind of the vibe that i got yeah <laughs> it's just like oh come yeah. on like why um i mean Jesus i could Christ. i could see the islanders taking a step back this year uh and i feel like the sabers probably are like continuously on the precipice of being like oh this is like a year away from being a playoff team but um i mean we'll see how the uh taylor hall deal works out for them but um yeah i mean you got the hurricanes the rangers should be better this year with healthy zibanejad um flyers looked good at the end of last year caps are always pretty solid i mean as much as we like to think we know what's going to happen like this could turn out to be the worst of all of the divisions but like looking at it right now it looks like it's going to be pretty tough yeah yeah i mean i think you're you're losing out on like toronto probably is the biggest loss from what was the division which again like a lightning saw a decent regular season team but like not anyone that's really wait gonna... where's the oh lightning? sorry besides Tampa Bay. Like, sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> i kind of oh, just like shit. Totally oh, i didn't but... i didn't even pick up on yeah, that um, oh but Oh, I don't feel so bad about that now as a Bruins guy. That's a pretty solid trade-off. It's like you lose Tampa Bay and you get, like, <laughs> New Jersey and the Islanders and the Rangers. But you get like, Carolina and New Jersey. Yeah. But you get the, the Caps Rangers, and Pens. Flyers and Caps. I will say, I Where think... Where are the Penguins? I don't have it in front of me. I'm doing Pen- this the Penguins, all on Penguins tour. are in the Central. So so the East... Oh. Is, which is oh, kind of sucks, The East... But... So what you get for the East uh, from the Metropolitan Division, you get the Hurricanes, the Devils... The Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, and Caps, and oh, okay. Basically, right. the, the Bruins and Sabers have uh, replaced the Penguins, and yeah, Tampa Bay being in the Central is kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't. Know I mean, it's kind of this. You can't really win with the geography there, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think you're right. I think the East would probably be one of the stronger divisions, but I don't think it would necessarily be particularly problematic for a team like the Bruins that was kind of on the top already, and you're knocking out their strongest competitor. I think that works okay for the Bruins, if you're asking me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just think it looks shitty for the Devils and maybe the Sabres. Yeah, I, I, and so I would, would be they only... to see about how the schedule works out, which it sounds like that was kind of what Drew was going to, about whether they only... You know, if you're if you're separating like a candidate division, does that mean you're not going to be playing those teams? Or all these questions are still up in the air right now. But if, I think that's basically what it would be. You only play yeah. your division. I think that's what it is. Um, I can't imagine how else can they would do, do it, right? Like, I think it's also going to be like one of those. Hey, like this weekend we're going to Buffalo and we're playing a three game series or whatever. Which yeah. I don't. Ne- I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to see that no, become regular. But I think for one season it'd be kind of interesting. I mean, you get that like you know in playoff series you're playing the same team over and over again and it gets chippy. You know that could get exciting. I don't necessarily hate trying it out, kind of baseball style where you're playing like a true series yeah. in these would, teams. Granted, I think it can kind yeah, of suck. Be- where it's like if you're playing the best team in your division and you're missing David Pasternak that weekend, you're kind of fucked. You know what I mean? But like, I, if it's healthy teams, it could be kind of interesting. It it'd be like three games and four nights basically, and then you get a couple nights off to travel and then and get tested for the again. I think that's a good way to do it with COVID. I think that's like the perfect way to do it. I was originally before 
like hearing these divisions and a couple days <laughs> a couple days ago or whenever they did it i think it was a couple days ago right that these this proposal kind of was kind of out there i was yeah. like oh that's cool and never this looked tweets at it. from this tweets from four days ago okay so um but yeah no i was thinking it, they might just do like you know just the conferences so you just play the e- the east plays the east the west plays the west and the only way you face anyone from outside that conference is if you make it to the stanley cup final um but yeah no i think this is the right way to do it you limit the teams playing each other um so you limit the spread if there is an outbreak it's only in a division hopefully uh hopefully there's no outbreak at all um so that's it's a safer way to do it from that standpoint um because you can't just have these neutral playing sites for 31 nhl teams you just you just you can't do it there's no way and there's no way you're going to get be able to convince staff and players to quarantine in hotel for six months in order to play a whole season of hockey. Yeah, you can't bubble um, this or one. you know an abbreviated season. You can do it. You can do it for the playoffs, and I think team like you know they will for the playoffs, yeah. and it would be even shorter, you know, than they did it this past year uh, with the playing rounds and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's the best way to do it. I think they're being pretty damn smart about it and not. Um, you know, like the MLB, who was just kind of like, "Fuck it, we're gonna travel," and like you saw what happened there. So many outbreaks. fucking outbreaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. the, the cynical part of me College is thinking football. like, um, maybe they're looking at like what the NFL do, is doing and kind of like they know what they're doing is not right. Like they fucking know. Mm. Uh, they know how long. Hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, somebody who has tested positive was contagious before testing positive and after but still they're not i think honestly they're it's assuming fine. all of our athletes are in very good shape and no one's gonna die because of it so we want to appear a nightmare and if somebody gets sick then fuck them we're still gonna make money is kind of what's going through the nfl's head if you're asking me. yeah i think that's the deal and and the problem with the nhl looking at that and being like okay that's cool well, the nfl started the season with like oh anytime there's a covid case we'll bump this game from sunday to tuesday or whatever and see if that works and then they like they moved one game early on and realized like oh like this is a logistical nightmare if we move games. And while you're only playing and, one game a week. <laughs> and so, that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Is it, it's really easy to logistically to figure it out, uh, like bumping a game from Sunday to Tuesday. And if you're bumping games from Sunday to the next Sunday, if if you're like moving around teams' buys and stuff like that, that works in football for one game and then they just scrapped that totally Mm -hmm. what happens in the nhl if a whole team has an outbreak and they have to postpone games like how do you Uh, how do you at a certain point you just give them l's (laughs) yeah like Um, like that's just what you'll have to do and maybe that's not fair because who knows maybe that team got it from another team and you can blame that other team for not being safe but that's just they yeah you know you can't just postpone games forever and you're getting into like a whole it, thing of like, all right, should we really be playing hockey during a pandemic? And it totally worked in a bubble, but I mean, you see the guys like uh, who are you can't bubble for a season. It's just mostly have yeah. bad politics and think this is all. A I hoax. wouldn't say they all think this is a hoax or yeah. anything, but like, <laughs> I, I think they're all more on the side of like, hey, we got to live our lives, boys, and like, yeah, to be gritty in the corners, boys. Um, Get pucks deep. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they should all be wearing a like. Uh, like 
bubbles like face shields. <laughs> I don't know why. No, no, no. Seriously, I don't know I why. Mean, they I mean, to, do like, that. It's just, so fucking just easy. For, to play devil's advocate here, they already have 110 mile an hour pieces of hard rubber flying at their mouth, and they're not taking bubbles. So, like, I don't think the. You know what I mean? As much as I would like to hope that they did, deadly disease like, might change. Their yeah, mind. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think they they would assume that a disease that. Uh, a lot of people have recovered from and maybe not like seeing the actual damage it does to people versus yeah. Uh, yeah. a hockey I don't want to say I, I didn't want to say honestly but you know what I mean let's not you can like crusades like if, you can see it if I were times, playing so. in the NHL I t- if I were playing in the NHL I'd totally just wear the cage like even yeah, like guy, yeah. just like entering the league, I'd wear a cage and get oh, made I'd, fun I'd of. I'd wear like a throat protector. I don't. I'd wear one of the <laughs> guards. Not even a neck guard. I'd wear <laughs> not even like a neck guard, like a full on like <laughs> neck like yeah. block like the goalie. I love it. I'd, I'd, I'd be wearing wear, the, just wear full goalie the, like, gear as a center. Like <laughs> I'd be wearing yeah. like the neck roll that uh, like linebackers wore in the eighties <laughs> with a Thomas Placanitz oh. like turtleneck too, just for style. Yeah, <laughs> just for comfort. Lose a lot of heat in the neck. <laughs> you do lose a lot of heat in the neck. You gotta, you gotta protect that shit. <laughs> uh, one month, guys. One month to the new season of Letterkenny. Let's go. Yeah, I'm down. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't it see that? Comes out the day after Christmas in the U.S. Oh, you Canadian see, listeners get it a day earlier. And you Brazilian ones, I honestly don't know. I assume you probably propelled our viewership last week, but I really don't know. I'm sorry, Brazil. <laughs> I'm excited when the chartable charts come in. Um. So yeah, anything, anything else? Anything hockey related? Anything? Uh, like, like what's your life like right now on a, on the Bergeron scale? <laughs> oh man, I don't think you oh, want to hear the answer like a, to that. Like it's a, a real seven. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like how drinkable and how um, tasteful? What? How tasteful are you, Chris? <laughs> Tell us how tasteful you are. How much class uh, you got? I'm not. I'm not super tasteful. Uh. I don't know. I did. I did just move all of my uh, suits into the closet of our now departed roommate. Uh, very, very exciting thing. Uh, sad to lose <laughs> lose her. Uh, I guess. Like, she's still our friend, Sounds so like you're really sure, sad. But, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, uh, a, a Bruins fan, by the way. So uh, oh, much respect. Then, much respect. She's listening to this. Um, but yeah, uh, it's. I feel like I'm too much of an adult to have two roommates right now. Um, and having that extra space is Oof. real good, especially with all the dogs. Wait, did um, you kick out your other roommate? <laughs> like, what's going- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. You gave, wait, you gave it the old dumb and wait, change, what? boys. <laughs> I assume they were leaving for their own reasons. This no. was not a... <laughs> uh, was this like they went into free agency and you decided not to resign <laughs> yeah, them? Kind of or like, was yeah. this like yeah, it was, a termination? It was, it was more of an RFA thing where like, I don't know, there's kind of an expectation of being resigned, but also like it's not unheard of that, that they just let somebody walk in RFA. So did like, so did someone like tender like a, like a qualifying offer or anything? Or? Uh, no, I think she's, uh, she's headed, uh, to, to the, the streets to the khl <laughs> she's, she's not even the a she's huh? going to not russia a, now like, yeah. that didn't work out in san diego going, going overseas <laughs> all right well on that note should we sing out boys that's that's the cold open like <laughs> uh.
There's nothing else that I, could I don't, do the cool. I don't mean to be insensitive to my uh, now former roommate, but yeah. All right, boys, let's sing it out. Hey, eh? sing it out. I don't know what to sing after that. Sing it out. <laughs> Wanna sing it out? I see you driving around town. No, 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 no. Goodbye. I don't want to be insensitive to my now departed roommate. Let's sing this really taunting song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.